Welcome to Mouse Geek Radio, where your hosts from two coasts, Mallory and Scott, embrace their inner mouse geekdom with you. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Welcome to episode 15 of Mouse Geek Radio for the week of December 18th, 2017. I'm your host, Scott Barrett, here with my co-host, Mallory O'Brien. Mallory, how's it going? It's going really well. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. It came fast. Yeah, this is our last episode of 2017. Wow. Oh, whoa. We both just figured that out. We're oh. pros. <laughs> Well, it's all right. <laughs> so we're, you know, it, we're, it's holiday time. We've got, you know, our Christmas tree up. We've got lights up everywhere. We've got, you know, Christmas music playing whenever we can. Uh, we are feeling the very cold weather of, of California. Uh, are you guys all decked out for the holidays? We are. We're, we're pretty much decked out. And that is because of my husband. So thank you to him. <laughs> I was just a bum this year with a lot of our decor and uh he was awesome and did basically 98 percent of the decorating and he did an amazing job and i'm so proud because it looks so good and you know i'll sub it out to him from now on if he'll if he'll do it <laughs> that's awesome we uh yeah for us it was uh it was the kids my kids are older and they they took over they i brought down the boxes from the attic and they just put everything up we didn't my wife and i didn't have to lift a finger i think we just sat back on the couch had a hot toddy and and watched uh, was, way to was, go girls good times you know we were proud of them and they were proud too they they first time they strung up the lights sort of the passing of the torch april always strings up the lights on the christmas tree and 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 all that kind of stuff and this year my oldest took over and did it all and put up the tinsel and the ornaments and decorated the house with tinsel and we have lights in the kitchen and i don't know it's it's very festive, and they did a great job. Do you do a live tree or artificial tree? We do a live tree every year. We go out. Oh, yeah, I we, love it. We go out every year. We keep tra- – oh, man, we're weird. We, we keep track of who picked the tree the year before, and we let the kids pick the tree. So uh, this year was my oldest daughter's turn, and she has a very tight – she likes the thicker, sort of bushier ones, and my younger daughter likes the more stick – stick like one so every other year every year we we kind of change trees which is okay exciting. so you go from slim to full each year every year yeah <laughs> oh i love it it's great it's a nice little tradition and it gets them involved and they enjoy it oh that's awesome well yeah. i'm glad to hear you got you got to sub that out yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. uh so which brings me to the topic tonight we're going to talk about holidays in the disney parks and uh each of our sort of individual experiences at the parks and resorts uh in regards to the holiday season which is always wonderful definitely the juxtaposition of christmas and disney parks it's just like sensory overload <laughs> way too much magic like you cannot even imagine a more magical location to celebrate the holidays so i'm excited to talk about this because it's basically my favorite things colliding 
No, I, I totally agree. You know, for, for my family for a long time, with the kids in school, we don't take them out. We had a hard time taking them out of school because of the programs they're in. So we would typically go during their Christmas break, which was usually, you know, sometime in December. Uh, we'd either take them out a week early and say, forget school anyway and, uh, and whatnot. But we, we went a lot during um, the first last week in November, first week of December uh, for many years when they were young. And so, uh, you know, Disneyland at Christmas time was a big part of our lives. Uh, and it's just, it's beautiful. It, it's, you know, sights and sounds and lights and, and treats, lots of, lots of Christmas treats. Uh, and back to the food we go. Um. <laughs> so that's really cool that you all went then because there were maybe three or four years, like in a row, that my dad took me to Walt Disney World over Thanksgiving break. And it was like a spur of the moment type deal. Or we would plan it maybe the week before. Which we, we would never, I would never do that now. Um, 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 but you didn't have to then. That was the days, which is like Disneyland. That was the days of paper fast passes. Also, the crowds weren't as crazy. It was it was crowded, but not crazy crowded back then in the you know nineties. Sure. And yeah, we would go and do like a long weekend over Thanksgiving break and get to see all the decorations and the weather was awesome. And so some of my earliest memories are at Walt Disney World at Christmas time. So just like your girls, that's so fun. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, it's such a great experience and, and such great memories. Uh, I don't even know where to dig in here. You know what? Why don't we start with uh, I'm going to start with Disneyland, if you don't mind, and uh, sort of talk about some of the things that they offer uh, during the holidays and some of the things that, that I enjoy and I'm sure you enjoy, even though you haven't been there, but, you know, looking at videos online or talking to friends and, and whatnot. Um, I think one of, the, one of the biggest spectacles at Disneyland during the holidays is the It's a Small World. You know, they, they, they put about 250,000 lights on the front of that ride and they add about 30 oh look at you with the research i know i'm getting all geeky here it's it's numbers i love it <laughs> but yeah i mean quarter of a million lights on the front just right there you know as soon as small world comes into view even quite not quite into view at nighttime you can see the pinks and the oranges sort of light the sky above it and it's it's such a, an amazing thing to see. You know, for me, it's it's walking around the Matterhorn and coming around the corner under, from underneath sort of the monorail track and uh, coming down the hill and you can see the lights and it's just, it hits you and it makes you, you know, you get emotional. You can't wait to get over there. It has that feeling of, of Christmas. It's, you know, it's cold outside yet. I don't know. You feel some sort of, well, some sort of warmth when you see all that. Uh, have you seen oh, Have you seen pictures yes. or videos? Yeah, okay. I've seen lots of photos. I've watched YouTube videos. I've dreamt about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Small World Holiday is definitely number one on my list of things that I would like to experience at Disneyland over the holidays. And can you tell the listeners what what do when do the holidays start and end ah, at Disneyland Resort? Very good question. So this year they started uh, on November 10th and they end January 7th. So it's it's a good solid two months uh, of holidays. And that's good news for me because my husband's uh, calendar and his job does not allow him to travel from the week before Thanksgiving until after the new year. So that means with the extended time, 
maybe in the future I'll get to go. Yeah, I hope so. It's all about me. <laughs> Absolutely, it's about you. <laughs> I think you should just go. Just you know, I know. grab Believe. everyone but him and, and head out. But uh, I've considered it, but apparently I love him too much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so that's that's a great, I think, attraction and, and a lasting sort of visual that you'll have in your head when you get out there for Christmas. Um, even on the inside, on the inside, they add, you know, upwards of thirty thousand different light bulbs and overlays and and. You know Christmas stuff, and it's just you know whether you like the ride or not, you have to see it at least once uh, during this time. Oh, definitely. And I have I have friends that are there a lot right now, and we'll post you know, videos of it on their Instagram stories or on their Snapchat, and I just want to cry because it's so pretty. <laughs> it really is. Um, what other things do you like in Disneyland Park that they do? Yeah, so sticking with attractions, uh, you know, there's the one that starts in October. That's the Haunted Mansion, uh, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas holiday overlay where they yes. they dress everything up in Nightmare Before Christmas, which to me is a wonderful film that is a Halloween film in the month of October and then transitions to a Christmas film, uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but the, the overlay is absolutely stunning. It's one of my favorite uh, attractions during this time of the year, uh, hands down, in, in all of Disney parks. Uh, but the one thing that makes it really Christmassy for me and that I absolutely love is the gingerbread house that they do every year. Uh, it smells like gingerbread when you go down, when you pass through the uh, the dining room scene where the ghosts are dancing and all that. On the table, they have a giant gingerbread house that is different every year. It is an animatronic gingerbread house. It's usually moving and doing certain things. Um, and one of the cool things that I found out about this years ago, watching some, uh, it was a, a, a documentary that Disney put out, is that that ginger, gingerbread house is not done by Imagineering. It's actually done by the, the cooking staff, the people that, the chefs and all yes. that. They, they come up with it's this. It's done by the Disneyland Bakery. And it's amazing that they do that. It's so creative. I know. I love just seeing the mock-ups of it. I mean, they, they have like a, they have all kinds of ideas. They sketch it out, you know, years in advance, trying to figure out what we're going to do this year. And, uh, yeah, that's one of the things that I'm so excited that I've been able to experience. And uh, how genius is it that the whoever, the Imagineer, decided to do that overlay, that it would transition between the Halloween time to Christmas time so seamlessly like that? That was genius. Yeah, absolute genius. Uh, it's wonderful. And, yeah, the, the, the gingerbread house is something that people look forward to every year to see what it's going to look like. Um, it's, it's become a staple of that park every holiday. Oh, so fun. Um, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Okay. Um, one of my favorite specials is like a, <laughs> it's like a Disney parks Christmas food thing on the Food Network. Cause duh. Um, <laughs> and I think it's like, I think like Guy Fieri is the host of it. <laughs> okay. And he go, he is all about the candy canes that they make on Main Street. Have you had one of those giant candy canes? Well, first of all, Guy Fieri is a is a local guy to me. By the way, he lives not too far from my house. He lives up north. Shut up! He makes the best burgers. Yeah, about ten <laughs> minutes. Ten minutes north. We used to eat at a couple of his restaurants that no longer. Well, one of them's gone, but uh, yeah, he's got a couple of restaurants. It's in. Uh, it's not too far from my house, so he's a he's a local celebrity. Let's put it that way. Anyway, <laughs> back to the candy canes. Uh, I'm glad you brought these up. I have not had one of these candy canes. They are. Uh, they can be difficult to get. They only make about 120 per day when they do this, and they only do them certain days of the month. So um, I hear they're wonderful. They're handmade. They're giant. Um, you know, they come out of that Main Street uh, candy cane shop. And 
uh, yeah, they're hugely popular. Uh, you know, I highly recommend if you do want one, you get to the park. You find out what day they're, they're releasing them. You get to the park super early. You end up getting a wristband, and uh, you wait in line to get one. That, I mean, definitely they're playing with supply and demand there because I, I'm fairly sure they're just, you know, it's just a large candy cane. But it's cool to say, I got a Disneyland candy cane and get your photo with your candy cane. And I mean, that would be really neat. It's fun to watch them make it, too. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, someday I'll probably end up waiting in that line when I don't have kids <laughs> who want to go off and do other things. Just to I say don't blame I did you. It. Just to say I did it, right? Yeah, you got to do it once. <laughs> Plus it's a candy Okay, candy. I'm sorry to... take you like to, all day uh, to eat. <laughs> no joke. That would take, that would take a solid month. Um, okay, anything else in Disneyland Park that you particularly love or don't love? Yeah, so um, I'll kind of run through a couple of quick ones here. Uh, there's two sort of, uh, you know, shows that you can watch from Main Street. There's the Christmas Fantasy Parade. Uh, we typically don't do parades. We have seen this one, and we enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it's got all the, the walking and dancing gingerbread uh, men, and, and everything's all the floats are decked out in, in Christmas attire, and they got Santa and Mrs. Santa, which is sort of wonderful, especially if you have smaller kids. It's, it's a really big deal to them. It wasn't Mrs. Santa's sister. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you seen that movie? I have, have not seen, seen that one, no. Bad Santa? Okay. Oh, bad, yes, I have seen Bad yeah. Santa. Okay. okay. Now you're that's what back the, That's cool. what Santa keeps telling the kid, that he's hanging out with Mrs. Santa's sister. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's not, it is not a nice movie, children. Don't see, don't watch it. Yeah, but, adults um, only. And then there's Bad yeah, Santa, that, too. That line makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is, uh, they have the fireworks show called Believe which I believe, uh, weird, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even mean that to happen. Waka waka. <laughs> uh, I believe we watched it once, and I think we enjoyed it, but again, we're not, like, it's not our favorite show. Our favorite show is the Halloween the Halloween time one where they bring up the big globe. and have Oh, definitely, but, with uh, Jack Skellington and Zero. But, it, you know, it's a good show. Um, there's uh, Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Wow, it's just absolutely stunning with the icicles, uh, especially at night. If you're around to see it light up, it's a spectacular uh, sight to see, um, especially if you've never seen it before in person. Um, this thing looks like just it's glowing in diamonds. I absolutely love this, this sort of light overlay that they have on it. It's so pretty. I mean, just the, the photos that I've seen, it just looks gorgeous to me. It looks, I mean, it already looks like a tiny peak birthday cake. And then when they put <laughs> the beautiful lights on it, it looks just like icing frosting cascading yes. down the side that's a great description absolutely um and then other than that things i like is just kind of walking around and taking in all the decorations and the music and the smells and you know walking around with hot chocolate and, and a churro is just wonderful um you know eating a freshly baked gingerbread cookie during the holidays to me is is a staple i have to do it somewhere somehow uh, multiple times um uh, but there's just so much to see, um, especially at nighttime. Things light up. You you just, I don't know. It's it's just extra magic on top of what's already a pretty cool experience. Um, oh, th definitely. Things that I'm not happy about or don't like in, in Disneyland during during the holidays, uh, real quick, is the candlelight processional. So I don't, it's not that I don't like the processional. I think it's a beautiful thing. I've never seen it except on videos. However, it creates an absolute bottleneck in the main street area, in the entryway area. So if you are going to the parks and it is during a candlelight candlelight processional evening and you're not part of that processional, 
you're not watching it, I highly recommend staying away from Main Street. I highly recommend staying from, away from the entryway. Get into the parks before that, hours before it happens, because it is an absolute nightmare walking around there. Uh, I feel like that's a terrible location for that. Like, is there not a way they could put it on the rivers of America or I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just a horrible location for that. I feel like. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I don't know where else they could put it. They put it on rivers of America. It'd be a little bit far away. Maybe um, if it's out on sort of Tom Sawyer's Island area there, but uh, uh, it's beautiful the way they set it up. It's all tiered. You know, you got the train station there. It's absolutely charming, but man, is it crowded? Right. The idea of it being located there sounds amazing. Like, it's like, whoa, so much magic. Yeah. But like you said, the fact that it is there means that any other park goers who are not participating are going to be a little bit annoyed. Yep, I agree. Uh, the only other thing that I was I heard about this year uh, that I was bummed out about, uh, you know, I'm not down there for the holidays this year, but I would have been bummed if I was down there, is that they removed Jingle Cruise from the Jungle Cruise this year at Disneyland. Yes, I did see that. And I've done that, uh, I don't know, two or three years now. And I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. It was a nice little addition. It wasn't uh, over gaudy or uh, it didn't, to me, destroy or detract from the experience. I, and I don't know, they got rid of it this year. I don't really understand why. I don't feel like that's that expensive of an upgrade or overlay. So, And it still exists at Walt Disney World. So... I don't really understand why they said no to that. Maybe they were like, we have enough overlays. We're done with this. This is not going to be our thing. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know either. Um, I know there were people online that didn't like it, uh, but I, you know, I'd be hard-pressed to believe that they, they gave in to you know, some public trolls, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, you know, when the, the announcement of Tower being um, redone, if they gave in, that would have been the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's kind of Disneyland for me. Um, you know, it comes down to hot chocolate treats, um, the attractions that I mentioned, and, you know, just really taking it in, just walking slowly through each land and taking in what each land has to offer. You know, you get down to New Orleans Square, they've got it all decked out. Uh, it's beautiful. Oh, that um, would be so cool. Yeah, it's just all just a wonderful, it's like the whole park gets overlaid with this wonderful thing and it's just it's christmas it's the holidays it's it's just beautiful oh yes um well i guess i'll talk about its sister on the east coast then all right um yeah our friend magic kingdom park i first of all you have to decide when you want to visit during christmas time because basically after the last halloween party the day after I mean, within within two, you know, I'm saying 48 to 72 hours, Magic Kingdom is in full-on Christmas mode. <laughs> and the actual first Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party will happen in the first week of November. So if you want to, if you want to, which I would love to do this, you could experience a Halloween party at the beginning of your trip and then a Christmas party at the end of your trip. <laughs> I would love to do that. That would be so fun. I like that. Um, Bookend it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's not very crowded that first week of November, so that's a great time to go. But Magic Kingdom is really the only area of Walt Disney World that is fully decked out for the holidays in early to mid-November. Everything will be fully decorated by Thanksgiving. So I I would say if you can, you know, post-Thanksgiving 
to mid-December is a really good sweet spot of when to visit to be able to partake in everything. And Magic Kingdom itself, it is the most visited park in the entire world. And the most crowded days that you can visit Magic Kingdom are between Christmas and New Year's Day. <laughs> um, there's usually three to five days between Christmas and New Year's Day, with New Year's Eve being almost certain it will close for capacity in some sort of phase of closure. That usually means that they don't let any off-property guests um, into the park unless they're annual pass holders or, uh, or if you have a dining reservation. So they're only letting people in the gates on those days that have... Um, dining reservations, annual passes, or are staying on property. Wow. Uh, I know. And you'll you'll see people post pictures. If you are, uh, if you or a family member are sensitive to large, dense crowds, don't go then. <laughs> don't do it. So that, that would be the thing that I don't like about <laughs> Magic Kingdom um, at, in the holidays are the just insane amount of crowds. To the point where, you know, at 10 a.m. on New Year's Eve, they're saying, no, no more. No more people. You know, we can't fit more than 90,000 in this park. <laughs> wow. Like fire regulations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, but, you know, the upside to that time of year, there's there's an upside to that if you visit between Christmas and New Year's. Obviously, some people, that's the only time they can vacation. Um, and they're going to go anyway. And they're managing their expectations. They know they're not going to be able to do a ton of attractions, but they want to be at Walt Disney World during the holidays, and they're just going to do it. <laughs> and that's okay. Um, and they all they have extended hours. So, you know, Magic Kingdom might open at 6 a.m. and then close at 1 a.m. So there's just a few hours where it's not open during those times. So if you, you know, show up super early, you can actually knock out a lot of stuff if you wanted to. Um for Magic Kingdom during that time, I'm talking from about December 22nd until New Year's Day. The things that you have to pay extra for for at the uh, Very Merry Christmas Party are included uh, as a day guest during that time. So the Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade and um, Holiday Wishes. Those are those both happen every day from December 22nd on. So you're going to be with crowds, but you're going to get those two things. <laughs> so that's kind of nice. Um, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party does not happen after, like, December 22nd. Okay. So uh, if you're going when I would recommend, which would be late November, early December – then I highly recommend going to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party at least once because you're talking low crowds because they only sell a certain number of tickets. You get to see the Christmas parade at night, which um, between Christmas and New Year's, they only do the parade during the day. So you kind of lose that ambiance of lighting. And then you get the, um, you know, you get the cookies and the hot cocoa and the snow cones and the pretzels and the, all that stuff is included and I mean, it's not cheap, but to me, I think if you got to do it once and it's awesome. And listening to Christmas music piped in around the park is fantastic. Um, you talked about the Jingle Cruise that exists at Walt Disney World. It's not like a it's not like a huge, uh, completely different attraction type overlay. But the music that they play, the decorations they have, the new spiel that they use, they even rename the Jungle Cruise boats that's really fun. Um, 
and you got to love the Christmas party and just all the decor. Just the fact that, um, you know, they had the little Elsa show where she turns on the holiday lights on Cinderella Castle, which is just stunning. And there's there's not enough pictures that I can you know take of that thing. I've taken so many pictures of that stupid castle and I'm just I'm still going to take more because it's so pretty. <laughs> um, and again, it's just, you know, holidays and Disney, they collide. Magic Kingdom, number one, most magical. It's so cute. The end. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it sounds wonderful. So, what's the weather like in those months down in Florida? Being a West Coast guy, I'm never sure. So, you know, November and December in Walt Disney World can probably feel like Southern California, and in that time, uh, the humidity's quite a bit lower. Um, you're, it's it can be hit or miss. It could you can have a, a cold snap for a while, like. As we're recording this, I think that there are about 20 degree temperature swings over a week's time in Florida right now. <laughs> There'll be, you know, 30 and 40 degree mornings. And then by the end of the week, you're looking at, you know, in the mid 80s. <laughs> so it's kind of difficult to pack for those times <laughs> because <laughs> you you don't know what you're going to get in Florida in the wintertime. You know what you're going to get in Florida in the summertime. Hot, humid, rainy. But between like November and February, you could get 80 degree days or you could get, you know, 40 degree days. So you kind of just have to wait until the week before and pack accordingly. <laughs> and um, I, I kind of love being there when it's when it's kind of cold. Um, I love pants weather. Being able to wear like a scarf in a Disney park is just super exciting to me. And it's so funny how when you walk into attractions and they've got the heat pumping. It is blazing in there. It's like 130 degrees when you walk inside a place <laughs> because the Floridians are not used to it. <laughs> See, I'd rather have it cold, too. I mean, you can always put on more clothes when it's super hot. You can't take off clothes so much. So it's it's a much exactly. easier situation to be in. And, you know, you know, the tourists that are from New England and Canada that are in Florida, they are, you know, it's still 40 degrees outside and they're wearing shorts and Hawaiian shirts. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, God bless them. You know, <laughs> they're like, this is tropical. <laughs> and I'm like, go for it, man. You're, it's vacation. <laughs> That's awesome. We, uh, so we, 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 uh, the first time we went to uh, Disney World with my family was in 2011. So it's been about six years. Uh, and it's right around this time of the year. So it was right around the first week of December, second week of December, somewhere in there. So we did get to experience the holidays there. Oh, and from what I remember, it, yeah, it was. We did the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Um, it, you know, it p was pouring rain. We had ponchos on. But we, you know, it. you talk to my kids, it was probably their best, one of their best Disney experiences they've ever had. They didn't care about the rain. I mean, they're kids. They just, they found puddles and jumped in them. They had, you know, their galoshes on. We drank so much hot chocolate and ate so many cookies. We got sick. We got to meet the seven dwarves that night. And the big thing for them was, uh, was uh, riding Big Thunder Mountain. And it was pouring rain. And every time. Oh, we, yes. We did it over and over and over again. And every time. I remember yeah, about this. Oh. It was just the best. Every time they came out, they saw fireworks. It was just, it was, it was pretty darn cool. That is amazing. Um, Something else, I was going to give a tip about anyone who wants to visit between Christmas and New Year's Day. Um, if you if you know, you know, we're planning on it, we're doing it, we're going. 
if you can swing it, definitely try to stay at a resort that is in close proximity to whichever park you plan to spend the majority of your time in. So, for example, if if I knew I was going to be there on New Year's Eve, I would do my best to try to spend like one night there that night in the Contemporary Resort. <laughs> if I if I know I'm going to be in if I know I'm going to be in Magic Kingdom on New Year's Eve, I'd try to do that or beach club if i'm beach or yacht or boardwalk if i'm gonna be in epcot on new year's eve yeah the transportation just back to your vehicle or back to your resort the waits can be three to four hours long and being able to walk from that location to wherever you're staying is worth every penny when you're so stinking tired absolutely (laughs) (laughs) yes so that would be you know my hashtag pro tip is if you can try to stay in a resort that is close to whichever um, park you plan to be in, like especially on New Year's Eve, most crowded day of the entire year. A lot of people think that, um, oh, it's the holidays. Disney parks will probably won't be crowded. Nobody's going to go there. Wrong. Exact opposite. Most crowded time that you'll ever be at any place. Like if you have claustrophobia, don't go. <laughs> That's why you'll never catch me there during those times. I'll never be there on like Christmas Day. I'll never be there on New Year's Eve because I do get claustrophobic in, in large crowds. And, oh, man, I, I can just – just thinking about it makes me nervous. <laughs> I know. It's like definite panic attack trigger. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. If I manage my expectations a certain way and I think – of the absolute worst scenarios and it's just slightly better than that, then I'm like, okay, I can do this, (laughs) (laughs) but still, but still crowds are rough. Like when you're, when you're on buses or just like walking into the park and there are several people like bumping shoulders with you, like, Ooh, that would be, be difficult for me. Absolutely. It's just, uh, anyway. Okay. Enough about the crowds. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm getting anxious. No. <laughs> I know. We're going we're gonna to stop sweating now. I'm bringing on a cold sweat. So, um, all right. Tell me about Disney California Adventure and tell me about Downtown Disney if you do any, any things there. Okay. Uh, I'll start with Downtown Disney. We really don't do a lot down there or we have not done a lot down there during the holiday. Um, I know some of the storefronts, you know, they dress up and, and whatnot, but I can't really tell you a whole lot about Downtown Disney, um, that area during the holidays. So, sorry. No, no worries. I'm uh, sure it's um, – uh, I was wondering if you could meet Santa at Downtown Disney there. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. We we did it in Downtown Disney in Disney World in 2011. When it comes to Disneyland, we typically in, we typically go to Disneyland to meet Santa Claus. Uh, I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, how, <laughs> however, our typical, our typical spot to meet him is no longer there. That was where the, the goats were um, down there at the horse farm. And, uh, you know, there's a sort of a little sort of a wood cabin in there. And he would sit by the fireplace in a big chair and – that was kind of our spot to go, but he's no longer there. He is, he uh, he is in DCA though. So I'm gonna take us over to DCA, um, and you know what? Since we're talking about Santa, where can you find Santa Claus at DCA? Um, that is a place I don't think you've been yet, and that is the Redwood Creek Challenge. You're right. Yeah, 
apparently he's there. I have not seen him there. I've seen pictures. And that is a great place to put him. I mean, that's a great way to draw draw some crowds in. I agree. You draw crowds in. They're off, they're off the pathways. It's like, to me, I think of that, I, you know, I, we've talked about the Red Red Creek Challenge in previous episodes. I like it a lot, especially if you got kids. But it, and it's, it, it's also great to just suck people out what feels like out of the park. Because they exactly. go into this place, they, it's, they go behind the trees, and they're just gone. It's like a black hole. You know, you can put hundreds of people back there and never know they're there. Kind of like Toontown a little bit. Yeah, it's a great point. Just like Toontown. <laughs> um, so that's where you find Santa Claus. Uh, but there's a lot going on at DCA. Uh, they do, again, they do a lot of overlays. Uh, you go down Buena Vista Street, all the storefronts, everything's overlaid with Christmas stuff. Uh, one of my favorite sections, though, during the holidays is uh, the Cars Land Radiator Springs. They they decorate it all. They've got, you know, giant wreaths and tinsels across the lights. Um, when that thing lights up at night, they've got Christmas lights everywhere. It, it's, oh man, it's just so beautiful at night. Um, they they deck out, you know, their, two of their rides. You know, they deck out Mater's, uh, Mater's Jamboree. They call it Mater's Jingle Jamboree, uh, where, you know, in between uh, rides. He tells Christmas jokes, and they've got a version of Deck the Halls that he sings uh, during that attraction, and they've got you know Christmas lights up and, and whatnot. Um, and then Luigi, they've they've got something called it's a pun. It's a great one too. <laughs> Luigi's Joy to the World. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> exactly. uh, you know they play holiday theme music, uh, and they kind of change up the cars. Uh, to dance to that uh, which is that's so cute you know the best thing about that is definitely the best thing about disneyland resort are the overlays i mean <laughs> they they just go for it they they have locals that they need to impress so they just say we're gonna christmas this and they do it yeah i totally agree it's nice to see them to see them do this they don't just string up lights they you know they're they're modifying the attractions which is wonderful love it um so if, back to food. We got to talk about food. We haven't talked about food in about five minutes. My goodness, what's wrong with me? <clears throat> um, <laughs> so this year they've got this thing. I, I don't know if it's new this year or if they've done it in the past. I don't remember seeing this before, but they have something called Festive Foods Marketplace where it feels a lot like a food and wine festival where they have booths that you can buy different types of, of holiday foods like you know chips and breads and uh, they have something called Joy to the Sauce, which sounds really interesting. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, you know, spicy foods, uh, treats, um, casseroles, all this, all this sort of uh, holiday-type food, things that make you feel warm when it's cold Ugh. out. Um, holiday food is the best food. Yeah, it really is. You know, slow-cooked food. They have something called Grandma's Recipes, which makes me very excited because I, I, I can only imagine it's just delicious. Um, so, Full yeah. of cheese and butter and oil and oh, all the good stuff, salt and all the things. It's theme park energy. That's I mean that's what it is. Theme park. Yes, energy. it's fuel. <laughs> anyway, they got they got twelve of these kiosks kiosks uh, in total around DCA, and so um, you know if you're there, try them out. I, I'd love and, and let us know. I'd love to know how they how they go, how they are. Yeah, I would because. On average, I, I mean, I'd say just like on the whole, Disneyland Resort has better food than Walt Disney World. I'm not saying that there's not amazing food at Walt Disney World, but if you look at all the restaurants combined, um, uh, Disneyland has better odds anyway because <laughs> there are fewer <laughs> restaurants for them to mess up. Um, but I would, I would just say, you know, their counter service and their table service locations just altogether seem like it's better quality because they have 
smaller quantities that they have to make. Yeah. So I would say that the that those kiosks probably knock it out of the park. I hope so. Uh, hopefully yeah. I get down there one day and I still got it because I, I like just kind of grabbing small bites and trying a bunch of different stuff. If people come and eat, they'll bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so they got a couple of shows, which are kind of nice. They've got, well, they've got like a parade, festival holidays and a stuff, um, which is like a, a holiday parade, but I've never seen it. They've got street dancers and things. Uh, but the big thing that they've got that I, I absolutely love and highly recommend is called Disney Viva Navidad, where it's a... Oh, I know. I want to see it so bad. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Um, if if you know anything about Mexican culture, it is, uh, it is. I mean, they hit it. They hit, it, hit hit the nail on the head. They got the three caballeros there, colorful street parties. They've got, you know, people playing music, uh, dancers, puppets. Um, it's just, it's a wonderful experience. Um, and it's it's a wonderfully uh, cultured experience. Uh, and it's great to get your kids to, uh, to be a part of. They got face painting, um, you know, lots of fun activities. That is the coolest. It just looks so, you know, lively and festive, like you said, and colorful and just beautiful. And it's different from what what I experience around here. <laughs> sure. So it would be really neat to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we saw it once and it was wonderful. We met the three caballeros, got our pictures done. Uh, you know, they're playing, you know, there's mariachi bands playing music. It's over on Paradise Pier uh, by the sort of the, the restaurants over there. And it's just, yeah, highly recommend it if you can get over there and, and watch it, um, especially during a meal. It's a great, 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 it's a great atmosphere while you're sitting there eating lunch or dinner. That's a good point because I really enjoy that uh what paradise garden grill over there yeah great food over there yeah excellent food um okay um, anything else that you love that you don't love that i love not really it's sort of you know again the whole atmosphere everything's decked out uh what i miss and i couldn't i don't think it's there anymore uh but when we were there a few years back we did something called Olaf Snowfest. And I couldn't find any information on Disney's websites um, about it any longer, uh, especially this year. It was all frozen, frozen, frozen show and all that, but nothing about Olaf Snowfest. And what this was, this was uh, over in DCA, over by uh, over by Monsters, Inc. They had sort of a, the empty uh, Muppets uh, Theater, I believe it was the Muppets Theater. And they converted it into sort of a snow fest. And you go in there, and it's all sort of dark, and they got, you know, snowflakes being projected everywhere, and... They had kiosks in there where you could buy like churros and pretzels and hot chocolate and coffee and, and all that kind of stuff. But the, the main attraction was like in the middle of the room, they had this big, big area that you could walk up to and it had real snow. And so for, for kids who are, you know, live in Southern California, they don't see a lot of snow. My kids don't see a lot of snow. Um, it was great for them. We spent hours in there. They would play in the snow, build little snowmen. Um, and then they had on the side of this, they had sort of a, a slang hill. It was like a... It was like a bunny hill. It wasn't very large, but you know, you could go down. Your kid could go down. You could go down with your with with your kid, and it was fun. You know, they must have done it. I don't know, ten times. They got on a saucer, and they'd go down this hill and spin around as they went down. They'd get up, they'd get back in line, and go do it again. And it was, you know, it was wonderful. That is amazing. That is a genius idea, and I'm bummed that that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, same here. Um, yeah, it was cool. We didn't know it existed. We just kind of happened upon it, and we walked in, and we're like, holy cow, this is pretty neat. My kids are like, snow! Oh, my god. My gosh, daughter would snow. flip. I mean, and she sees snow, but she would still flip. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Floridians would flip if they did that. 
so that's pretty much it for for me and DCA. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh gosh, one more thing. I can't believe I forgot it. Oh man. How dare so you? So this is like their big show, right? This is World of Color. They do a thing called Season of Light, which is a a Christmas version of the show, and. Uh, we have seen it, uh, we saw it a couple years ago, and I'm sure they change it every year, but they added, you know, Disney music and Disney uh, animations and, and scenes from, from different movies, and, eh, you know, it's World of Color, you know. It, it makes Is you, it different from start to finish, or just have, like, some tags to it? From what I remember, it was not different from start to finish, they just changed a few scenes, uh, and I can't remember if they were all at the end or if they were sort of sporadic throughout, but uh, there were some Christmas scenes and, and music added well that's so fun i mean talk about lots of magic at once yeah it's it's all it's all christmasy <laughs> it's wonderful stuff oh i have to go it's it's in my dna it's like it's calling me well you'll get there so what we got to keep you happy what, what about more disney world stuff <laughs> Oh, I got this. I'm going to breeze through all the all the other things that I like to do at Walt Disney World. Now, I I think I mentioned before, I have I don't get to travel after Thanksgiving. So a lot of these things happen after that. And so I haven't seen or done a lot of these things in a minute. Um, for example, at Epcot, the Candlelight Processional does not begin until Thanksgiving weekend. And um, I think Scott alluded to it a while ago. It's basically a, a retelling of the birth of Jesus. And it is, you know, religious. And there are, you know, there's a choir, there's music, and it's very crowded. <laughs> so they, they do these candlelight processional dining packages. So you can pay like an upcharge for eating at one of the restaurants in World Showcase. And then you'll get seating and that is definitely the way to go if you're gonna go i mean there were people they'll wait for four hours to see this show and it's good but it, nothing's four hours good to me <laughs> um so i would definitely say if you're already gonna eat in world showcase it's not that much of a premium to upgrade and do the dining package um they also have this group called joyful which is a gospel choir and they perform several shows a day at the fountain of nations area um and just like at DCA and at Epcot, they have an international festival of the holidays nowadays, which is like food and wine light. There are not as many booths, but it's holiday type food items that are at kiosks all around the park. They, they used to have something. I really miss it. It was called the Lights of Winter. And that was it was these awesome lights and they made like a bridge between World Showcase and Future World that you could walk under, and it was glorious. And they took that away, and they were like, we'll just throw food back in here, and you guys will forget. Well, I don't forget, but it helps a little bit. <laughs> uh, of course, the whole idea of Epcot is that you've got Future World and then World Showcase, which is you know a World's Fair 365 days a year. So at the holiday time, they have... Um, storytellers that are dressed in clothes that represent each country. So you can learn about what holidays they celebrate in each of these countries. Uh, I remember a long time ago seeing a couple of them and thinking they were boring, but I probably would like them now because I'm older and I love edutainment, boring dad type shows. So I'd probably be really into it now. 
Um, obviously, the decorations are gorgeous. I love the ones in France in particular. They have big ornaments with um, different monuments from France inside them. And right outside of the UK, they have the the spode. They have like a spode de, uh, Christmas dish set, like a giant version of it. But it's like a teapot. It's so cool. Um, they just have really neat decorations all throughout the parks. And Epcot in particular, I really love. At uh, Illuminations, they do a holiday tag at the end of it. Again, we're not huge fireworks people, but they do give you know a little heartwarming tag at the end of that for fireworks lovers. And they have a gingerbread village inside the Land Pavilion with different resorts and and things within Walt Disney World, which is really cute. That sounds awesome. Yeah, they Walt Disney World. They really they nail it with gingerbread <laughs> all around the Walt Disney World Resort. They've got gingerbread villages and gingerbread everything everywhere. At Animal Kingdom. They don't really have a lot. They used to have something called uh, the Jingle Jungle Parade, which was we happened upon that once, and it was awkward and kind of weird. <laughs> so I don't, <laughs> I don't really blame them for pulling that. But this is the really the first year that Animal Kingdom has been open in the evening, you know, past dusk. So they actually had to throw up some decorations this year. So that's kind of neat because it's the first time that Animal Kingdom has really been decorated to the point where lights would come on at night <laughs> um so that's kind of neat and at hollywood studios oh bless their heart so I try Hol i know um r.i.p osborne lights we got to say that uh best thing that's ever yeah, best christmas thing ever at walt disney world i feel like and i i'm sure that something's gonna come along that's gonna make me feel like that again but so far osborne lights were number one <laughs> But to distract us from the fact that that's gone, they added something called Sunset Seasons Greetings this year, which is a projection show that they do on Tower of Terror and on some of the billboards. And then they do some of the faux snow on Sunset Boulevard. It's it's odd seeing that those projections on Tower of Terror <laughs> because it's supposed to be something spooky, scary. And then you see like toys and you know <laughs> images from uh different disney films it just looks kind of odd to me but i i mean i'm glad they did it it's it's really pretty it's really cool it's neat and it's a continuous show and they needed that that needed to happen and uh jingle bell jingle bam which oh, worst name of a show but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> right what is that uh. It's a mixed media show that they uh, project on the Chinese theater. So same place that they'll do the Star Wars fireworks. That is also very cool. If I were, I mean, I love Hollywood Studios at night. I still love that park. If I were going to be in that park at night and got to see all those things, that would be awesome. But I still am just stinging from the Osborne lights being ripped out of there. <laughs> but I'll forgive them eventually when Galaxy's Edge opens. And I'll say, it's okay, guys. Thanks for bringing Star Wars. You, you know, you got me thinking, I need to create an app for you and your phone. It's an augmented reality app. So you can walk around all of that area where the Osborne lights were, and you can look at it through your phone, and you'll see the Osborne lights. And, I know. You know that, that's a great idea. Augmented reality sounds, I mean, that sounds amazing. <laughs> that, that sounds awesome. Um, and then finally, at Walt Disney World, you got to visit the resorts. Some of the resorts have the most insane Christmas displays. 
like uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge and Jumbo House, their tree is gigantic. Uh, same with Wilderness Lodge, which I think Wilderness Lodge tree is probably my favorite tree in all of Walt Disney World. When they put that thing up, it is so stunning. And you're in the middle of this, what looks like a Pacific Northwest Lodge. You have a huge fireplace over to the side, totem poles. Um, you've got wreaths, you've got garland on all the railings. I cannot think of a cozier, more Christmassy, more amazing location to be than Wilderness Lodge at Christmas time. So if you're at Magic Kingdom and you need to take a quick break, take a boat over to Wilderness Lodge and just sit and stare at that tree for like an hour and you will not regret it. <laughs> um, Grand Floridian, obviously gorgeous. It's their, you know, flagship resort, the tree there is gigantic as well and they also have the famous gingerbread house that is you know it looks like a playhouse and they sell gingerbread and treats out of the house and you know as soon as you walk into the lobby it just smells like that glorious gingerbread um also contemporary resort does a gingerbread village inside the grand canyon concourse that's so cute and they change the theme of that every year they always do a great job Beach Club, they always do a carousel made of gingerbread, and it's so pretty. We we happened upon them while they were assembling it a couple of years ago, and then they, they handed out little tiny gingerbread um, pieces for everybody that was watching. So Aww. that was so neat to That's see. Cool. Yeah, it was so neat to see them actually just taking the royal icing and slathering it and sticking it up on this carousel. And then uh, finally, Fort Wilderness. This is an odd one, but at the campsite, all there are tons of people who they book these campsites years in advance. I mean, not book, but as far in advance as they can so that they can deck out their campsite in Christmas lights and decorations. <laughs> so, and, and it's like a community of people who they all decorate in um, for the Fort Wilderness area and people will rent golf carts and just drive around and say hey. And sometimes people will be standing outside handing out candy and cider. Don't take candy from strangers. But um, <laughs> but it's just such a neat thing because all these people like know each other. And they do this every year. And they've got lights and, you know, blow mold things and huge, you know, inflatable Santa heads and stuff. And it's like a, a little community. And it's it's really neat to just drive around and see all that. Wow. That is neat. Wow, it's just overwhelming. There's a lot there. You could not go to the park at all and still have plenty to see and do and to enjoy. Disney Springs, that's another one. Gorgeous. You get to meet Santa there. They're, they have a trail of Christmas trees that have different themes that you can follow. And, um, you know, they just add decorations to it every year. And, um, you know, avoid weekends because that's when the locals go. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to Disney Springs and see some beautiful decorations there. But, yeah, I mean, every corner of Walt Disney World is decked out, but particularly the parks and the deluxe resorts. That's where you're going to get the most bang for your buck on Christmas decorations. Yeah, I remember when we were there, uh, you know, years and years ago, we were there during the holiday. We we made a, I made a point to take my family to the, at least the Grand Floridian and uh, Beach Club. We saw the carousel. We saw, you know, walking into Grand Floridian, I think, was like the bit, the biggest bang for your buck for us it was like you walk in you're hit with the smells you're hit with the, the, the christmas music a oh, giant, yeah. giant gingerbread house i mean it blew my kids away they're like oh my gosh 
<laughs> you yes, you have to stop there. It, yeah. And the, it's really convenient to just hop on the monorail to do those resorts to hit the contemporary too. Yeah. And then, like I said, hit a boat, uh, one of the resort launches to head over to Wilderness Lodge if you wanted to see that too. So yeah, being in Magic Kingdom and then just hitting those to see those decorations, you will not regret it. It's so pretty. <laughs> so much gingerbread goodness. I love it. I know. It smells so good. <laughs> yeah. I love I love talking Disney Parks holidays. Yeah. And yeah. now I've got to get out to the West Coast. Yeah, I hope you can make it out at some point. It's it's beautiful out here. Uh, however, it can get very cold. Uh, one of the things that I remember disliking one year, we went with my parents and my kids, and we were just all bundled up, huddled in a little corner, waiting in line to ride Radiator Springs, and the wind was whipping through. It must have been like 40 degrees, I and mean, it was so darn cold. So how cold is cold? <laughs> well, for a California boy, 50 is cold. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's nothing. I mean, I, all right. yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was probably about 40 degrees that, that, that night. Okay, so forty—that's cool. If there's with the forty wind. with some wind, that would yeah. not be comfortable. No, okay. it was—it was. It was I got it. It was cold. Um, and, you know, uh, like I said, okay. we're we're, Cal- we're Northern Californians. We're used to, you know, in the winter we're used to, like today it was sixty-eight degrees. I mean, it was beautiful. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can't stand you. Well, Disney parks, holidays—you can't go wrong. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to get out to uh, the Disney World again during the holidays. I gotta plan that vacation soon. Is then? Because then I get the best of both worlds, right? I get all the holiday stuff, which to me is just the best. And then I don't have to worry about the heat either that I have to worry about and have to deal with in the summer. Exactly. And also, it is a great Christmas gift. I think it's a great way to not have to go buy stuff. If you're like, you know, this year for Christmas, we're just going to go and do, you know, an eight-day trip to Walt Disney World. Um, That's going to be our Christmas this year. I'd be like, sign me up. Perfect. That's a good idea. I think my kids would be totally in for that, too. Who wouldn't? I mean, there's a lot of people who wouldn't, but us nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's be real. <laughs> now I want like hot cocoa and snickerdoodles and. Oh, that's all I can think about. My gosh, all I can think about is I want warm, soft, giant slabs of gingerbread with frosting on it. Oh my gosh! That's all I want. When they pass around the coffee and the pumpkin pie, it'll nearly be like a. Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Mouse Geek Radio. You can connect with us by visiting mousegeekradio.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at mousegeekradio. Also, if you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to click that subscribe button to be notified when we post a new show. And if you'd leave us a review and rating on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to contact either of us personally, you can find Scott on Twitter at stbarrett, and you can find me on Twitter at Mallory O'Brien. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.